Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Today, Danny Murphy joined myself and Simon... We hear from Alexander Yusik's promoter Alex Krasier regarding negotiations for a fight against Tyson Fury. Danny and Simon clash over whether or not they think Fury deserves more of the purse. And we look back on a big win for Chelsea and Graham Potter as they progress to the Champions League quarter-final. Just over six weeks away now from the date of the Fury-Yusik fight, but we still get no confirmation of it. No confirmation of the venue. No outright confirmation of the fight itself. Now, Frank Warren didn't want to give too much away yesterday when he joined myself and Simon on the show. Frank, the UK promoter of Tyson Fury, he suggested that if there was no breakthrough in negotiations by the end of the week, the fight could well be off. So we get inside the Usyk camp. We spoke to Alexander Usyk's promoter, Alex Krasiuk, and we said to him, where is this thing? It's my pleasure talking to you again. So, as uh, Frank Warren mentioned, uh, he said he's got a pot and uh, he needs to get the agreement of both parties uh, to participate. And if uh, money in the pot is not enough, that it won't happen. And I completely agree with it. On our side, we have nothing more to add. We are not asking for a figure. We are asking for the split. And uh, probably uh, the split doesn't work well if someone is asking for a figure. And I can definitely state that it's not our party. We are fair, we want this fight to happen as much as possible, and uh, we are in the position to share whatever the fight generates. If it generates a lot, then we are happy to share it. If it doesn't, well, it is what it is. But uh, it's, all about, uh, it's all about the glory, it's all about the legacy, it's all about the huge thing, the fight that never happened before. So we are really thirsty to make it happen. But boxing is a sport of two men. And if only Usyk gets into the ring, there won't be a match for the undisputed. It will be a match, a shadow boxing of the unified champion. So uh, what can I say? We are open, we are ready to go. 
maybe someone wants to avoid the danger and to stay in a comfortable position, I don't know. And, I, and we really don't care. If Tyson doesn't show up, okay, so we, we still have the belt and uh, we go our way. But, but this is this is key to this discussion, Alex. What split do you want? Do you want fifty-fifty? Uh, yeah, we were, we initially agreed for fifty-fifty, but then we made it clear. So Tyson was asking for some bigger money, so we made it clear that uh, we are ready to go sixty-forty, uh, but the winner takes sixty. Uh, so that was our latest offer. But Tyson's turned that down. Yes. Alex, you've been in this business a long time. You're very experienced. Is this fight going to happen? Well, uh, I am experienced and I've been here for a while. And normally when uh, when a fighter does not want to take a fight, he asks for something uh, impossible. So it doesn't take place. Uh, On the other side, I'm really optimistic. I'm optimistic and... uh, Maybe Tyson is not ready yet. Maybe he's not ready mentally. Maybe he's not ready physically, whatever. I don't know. And we don't really care. We want to make it happen. If he doesn't want, we can't make him want it. So what can I say? Uh, the fight should happen someday. Alex, finally, if it's not Tyson Fury that Alexander is going to fight, who's next for him? Yeah, you know, Alexander is the unified champ. He must go for the mandatories. So that was Alex Crashier, the U6 promoter. Simon, what did you take out of that? He, he seems to put the onus on the Fury camp big time there. 60-40, the split. The winner taking 60, but Tyson turned that down. Well, I'm inclined to believe that version of events. We've not had a version of events from Frank to say that there's anything different. We clearly understand that it's about splits. We knew that yesterday. And I'm not entirely sure that what they're suggesting is inappropriate. The problem is you've got a matter of principle now coming into play. There's two principles. You've got this inflated idea that everything should be paid at hundreds of millions of pounds because the Saudis are coming to the party. And when they're not coming to the party, everyone gets a different sort of look on their face because they realise that the actual levels of remuneration are slightly different because the Saudis will pay ridiculous amount or the Middle Easterns will pay ridiculous amounts of money for facility fees. And what you get in the UK or in the US is you'll get huge viewing figures in terms of attendances coming into stadiums. You'll get significant pay-per-views, but you won't get the big facility fees. So someone's got to reset these fighters' minds about what they're entitled to out of fights because you can only get what Frank said, which was absolutely right, what's on the table. You can only eat what's in front of you. right? If there's only £60 million on the table, that's what it is. Yeah. And then you've got the second principle, which I believe is in play, which is... I'm the guy that's filling the stadium. Without Tyson Fury, without the UK audience, and without my ability to put 94,000 fans inside an audience, you aren't going to get the remuneration out of this fight because I'm the A-side, so we come on a principle. But Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight around. I believe Tyson Fury would beat Usyk. So I'm not entirely sure why the clever strategy that they're playing here, which is we'll take 60-40, we'll be the B-side if we lose, but we'll be the A-side if we win, and we'll take the A-side money. Surely, surely that is a reasonable scenario. And given the fact that Tyson has repeatedly said he's not doing this for money, which is a ridiculous proposition because he is doing it for money, he hasn't even paid the million-pound bet that he's supposed to pay Piers Morgan when he said he was going to come back and not, and not if he didn't come back, he'd pay a million quid. So as much as I admire Tyson Fury, and I'm a huge advocate for him because I think he's been an absolute godsend to the heavyweight division in lots of ways, I'm not enamoured with some of the things he doesn't doesn't say. So. I, I think he's right. The sixty forty should be Tyson's. He draws the crowd. Irrelevant of how the fight finishes, he should be getting the sixty percent. On what basis? 
if you win because the the people watching at home and the people in the crowd are the reason the, the reason they're getting the money not because of the outcome of the fight yeah, Danny you see he's got a big following as he well. has but not as big as let, Fury let, let, let's be clear the pay-per-views around the world will be based upon two great Good champions fighters, yeah. going into a ring. But one more than the other. Well, in the in this country, you're going to get 94,000 fans coming into this fight because we've seen it. They went to the pub of the fight that we got to see in April last year with Dillian White, right? Now you've got a bona fide world champion that's beaten everyone's sort of perceived favourite, Anthony Joshua, in this country at times, gone and done what needed to have been done, and he is a undisputed double-weight world title holder Gone into the ring, he is entitled it to a make decent... sense what you're saying. If you if we're on this show and you're getting paid what you get paid and I get paid what I get paid, my you bring more listeners than me. If my content's better than yours on the day, I don't get your fee, do I? That's no, hold on. That's it's exactly not, the same. Hold on, that's not what I said. I didn't say my content on the day. I said what you're bringing to the ring as a matter of course. You've got somebody. You can't well, it's have a one-off an, event. You can't have an undisputed. You can't have an undisputed fight without two fighters that are holding the belt. So True. he comes into the ring with an equal equal standing. He, he doesn't in, know. That's where you're wrong. The equal standing comes on people's. Put bums on seats. You just said that about filling Wembley Stadium or the pay per view. Finish the point then. Ninety-four thousand fans at Wembley. What's yep. that going to bring? Fifteen million quid. Right. right. So let's have a look at that then. Fifteen million quid. So you should get sixty percent of that. So he can have. He can have. He can have sixty percent of the gate receipts, mm. and they can have a sixty-forty split on a winner on the basis of pay per view. Yeah. You can cut this how you want. Right, but if you want to make it about the fact of being in England because they can't sell this fight in Ukraine, right, for obvious reasons, mm. so you put it into England because that's the logical place to put it. You carve it up a different way. Tyson is singing one song. And doing another. You mean the contradiction of I'm not doing it for money. I'll beat him anyway, and then and then saying I well, won't. If you're going to get sixty forty, yeah. Then if if you're going into that fight and you believe you're going to win, you believe you are what you say you are. Just right? say yes. You grab it. You, you take it. You take it. You take and it. That, and that's what Crashy is saying there. He's saying, look, this is the situation. Sixty uh, forty. The winner taking sixty. Now, as you rightly say, Simon, Tyson is so full of confidence and in his own ability, such a self-confident fighter. You would think he'd be, yeah, I'll go with that because well, I'll a, win. Yeah, and but I'll he's take not stupid. 60, but he knows that it could go the other way. I mean, he's and, a, he, and he'll be the first person to say that. And we're not the ones stepping in the ring. We're not the ones getting a punch in the face. But we're also not the ones getting paid thirty million pound a fight. We're also not the ones that make a hullabaloo about how good we are and what we're going to do in this division and how we're going to retire and who we're going to beat. And it's come to the point now where boxing is a fascinating, intriguing sport. But even yeah. even these fights are going to happen. And if you get if you get an opportunity for the holy grail the supposed holy grail of heavyweight boxing for a fight for the undisputed, Take and it. you're going to make it about a principle rather because you're, bo- you're both going to walk well, out with 20 Sorry, can quiz. I just clarify because I don't know the answer to this. Is the um, is where it's is where the fight's going to be at the stumbling block? Because once no. that's settled, no, 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 no? no because wanted, if you've got they, it, they want it in the Middle East. Say it was in the Middle East, they got more money. Then he might be more prepared to say 64. Well, Usyk can... would say that then because ultimately he would turn around and say, oh, "Okay, fine, I'll accept a smaller part of this position because it's a bigger part of the more. pie." Right? Yeah, yeah. Now the thing that's queered the pitch is this ridiculous polluting of the water for Middle Eastern money that gives everybody this impression that they should be five hundred million quid or 120 million quid yeah. or whatever it is. Now you're back into the realms of what you consider to be reasonable levels and Wembley Stadium will, will house 94,000 people and it is also about the dynamic of how much value Tyson has. But if you want to get this fight on and you want to have an undisputed fight, then the, the way that they're going about it, to make, to my mind, doesn't make the fight So happen. what did Frank say yesterday then in terms Nothing. of clarifying this? He well, said, the, the reaction actually is swift to what Krasiuk is saying there. Do you believe Krasiuk there, Simon, incidentally? I, I'm inclined to believe him. I, I, I don't think we can land the Joshua situation on Tyson Fury, 
I do think Tyson Fury wanted that fight. Mm. I do think Tyson Fury wanted it at the fine time that actually suited him. I do think Eddie Hearn played smoke and mirrors because they knew it was the wrong fight for Anthony Joshua to take at this time in his career because he was coming off the back of two substantial yeah. losses. Yeah, see so, a lot of people reacting to Crashy out there. There's a, there's one message coming in from a fight fan. Hearing that there regards Usyk and Fury does make me question whether or not Fury was dodging AJ all along. So many messages no, coming in. I don't agree with that. Sorry, Jim. This all points to Fury ducking the fight, and I'm one of his biggest fans in. Saying that, uh, there's another message. So what we can take from uh, the Warren and Usyk camp is that this fight will not take place. They'll, they'll probably have a, a warm-up fight, which won't be all that great until the Middle Eastern money is stumped up. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. A lot of fight fans getting in touch. Uh, a lot of people who, who want this fight to happen, but now doubt that it will, getting in touch. We'll see what David has to say in the matter. David, um, now that you're fair from Krasiuk, where do you think this fight is, if it is anywhere at all? Uh, to be honest, mate, I don't feel like the fight's going to happen. You've just heard it from Usyk's promoter there himself, saying that 60-40 to the winner. How much more fairer can you get? So Tyson's completely priced himself out with the Saudis, so he's now shot himself in the foot, and he's doing anything he can, in my eyes, to avoid this fight. It's funny how he gives Anthony Joshua 24-hour deadlines, and he's quick enough to have back and forth with Manuel Char on on the internet, but yet he's gone complete radio silence with Usyk. But yeah. yet this is only a, this is only a pumped-up middleweight, apparently, who's got no power, and who, he'll stand him on his head. So well, I, I, so I don't think Tyson's oh, scared of anyone. I don't think Tyson's scared of fighting anyone. That's not the, the issue here. It's a principal okay. issue on business so if, and finance. If that's, not, if that's not the issue, then what's the hold-up? He's, he's completely pricing himself out. He's, not, he's, he's never going to come out and openly say, oh, yeah, I'm scared of him. Because he's been running his mouth for the past eight months saying that he'll fight for free. If you remember correctly, the Derek Jazora fight was a warm-up for Usyk. He called him in the ring along with Joe Joyce. Do you not think it's more about principle of I'm the main man and I'm getting 60% and you're getting 40, like it or lump it, rather than I'm scared of fighting you? Well, that's the whole reason why he priced himself out of the Saudi deal because he wanted double than what AJ got, you know what I mean? And they laughed at him because they see it as he's not a big commercial draw as he likes to think. Adam Catchwell said it well this morning, Tyson Fury is not a superstar that his inflated ego likes to think he is. Well, that might may be true, but he certainly knows he's not scared of anyone. I, I, do you think this fight will happen at all, David? Never. It will not happen. I'm not being funny, but look how easy it was to deal with AJ and Usyk. You know what I mean? It's always, there's always a common denominator in these fights, and it's Fury. David, you sound like you know the fight game inside out, to be quite frank. I don't think you can compare Joshua and Usyk. I mean, everybody felt that Usyk coming up from the cruiserweight division was a pumped-up heavyweight, just struggled to get past, past Derek Chisora, and they felt that this ultimately was going to be an easy win for Anthony Joshua, and he found out something different. I just think the problem is, is that there was some illusion of Middle Eastern money, and the size and scale of the fight has dropped. So economically, not prestige and, and the outcomes of it. I think Tyson Fury beats Alexander Usyk. I think Tyson Fury isn't frightened of anybody. And and I'm and that's coming from a position of no being chance. critical. No chance. I think he beats a lot of them. But isn't this a problem with boxing in general? How everything takes so long. All the big fights seem to take so, so long. I know we've compared it to UFC before where they, they quickly fight each other again and the big boys fight the big boys. Time but a lot of that time. is television deals. Yeah, I, mean, I get when, it. When you've, got, when you've got fighters signed to one network... And it's they, tedious. Well, unfortunately, that's the economics of the sport. And one of the fights that was put aside from that was when Frank Warren and Ben Shalom did a deal over Joe Parker and um, 
and Joe Joyce that were fighting on rival company networks and rival broadcasters, but they found an accord and a compromise to be able to make it work. And more often than not, there's not a spirit to do that because the vested interest is so much on one fighter getting paid from one broadcaster and the other one getting paid from another. Now, Deontay Wilder might throw a curveball in the mix because he's now decided to be a free agent and not be aligned to anybody. The bottom line is, is the problem with this, in my view, for what it's worth, is if this was in Saudi now... If this fight had been able to go into the Middle East, they wouldn't be having this argument, it would be on. Because there'd be so much money on the table. Now they're looking at it going, well, I can get paid 25, 30 million quid for fighting Derek Chisora. Mm. I can yeah. get paid 20 million quid for fighting Dillian White. There is a jeopardy in this fight. Alexander Usyk is a bona fide world title of course, yeah. um, a holder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately, so they want to do it for the top amount of money. The, the sad fact of the matter here is, Simon, it's not about who wants the belts and who wants to be the best of the best. It's about money. Why can't that, 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 that's yeah, what that's it comes for, down to. Maybe not so much in, in Crassius' part, why can't, but, but certainly from Tyson. Why can't Tyson and Frank just say that if that's the case? Why can't they say, look, we, we, well, they, we well, think it, we deserve 60%. But they are now, saying some that. Some people might disagree. But they, they are agree, saying but that. So what? But they are think... saying that. They're saying it to the opposite side. They're just not saying it to the media. Well, the the problem is, well. is if you want to run your mouth off in the media and you want to promote fights and you want to sell the backstory and you want to get the people interested in it, then the backside of the story is you've got to have, you have to almost have a duty to make these fights happen. Because if you don't, you're, what you're going to get is people turning around and saying, what is going on with this sport? Fights don't get made. Fighters are getting bad for yeah. taking drugs. Yeah. This is going on. That's going on. That's going on over here. And this is the blue ribbon. This is the blue ribbon division. So there's an even greater responsibility upon the heavyweight champions of the world to get fights on. And when you've got the scale that you've got, we are talking about 60 million pound fights. We're not talking about people fighting for 500 grand. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan from the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. 
Danger. Flammable exchanges ahead. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. It was going to happen sooner or later and Chelsea came good last night against Borussia Dortmund, swept them aside and uh, now they are looking at the draw for the Champions League quarterfinals. So, um... It it would be too cruel to say, in the eyes of some, it was maybe a stay of execution for Graham Potter. Graham Potter, quite rightly, looked very relieved but very happy on full time. They got the result they wanted. They progressed in Europe. Afterwards, he was asked why his side's best performances have come in Europe. Well, they're two different competitions and um, it's not from a want of trying. I think sometimes you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And the relative us... um, certainly in the autumn was continual injuries continual um, problems that to, to stop us being really stable and that's probably affected our Premier League form um, since the break we've had to try to integrate new players and, and, and get players up to speed in terms of uh, recovering from injury but all those things have, have made it a tough period so it's important for the Champions League for us to, to go into the last eight and uh, delighted for everybody connected with the club that we have, we've, we've done that Oh yeah, I mean the business end of the Champions League for them now, Danny. Um, it seems to me, Danny, that he's, he's settled on players now that he can trust. Well, the, the last few games, there's definitely been a bit more consistency in his selection. That's for sure. And I think it's helped them. Um, I understand he's had injuries and I understand some players getting injured. I get that, you know, it's difficult at times. Sometimes you have to make changes. And he has been given a unique set of circumstances with a ridiculous amount of players and trying to keep everyone happy, which he's not used to. So he's learning on the job in that respect. <clears throat> and I think most managers would struggle with that um, initially. But I'm I'm pleased for him. I think he's a lovely guy. I think he's a, a talented coach. I think he's been under enormous pressure. And this win will relieve some of that temporarily. I mean, it wasn't a perfect performance, of course, but they did deserve to win. And there was some really um, good energy out there. There was, <clears throat> there was more tenacity. The crowd were with them, which helped the players. You could sense that. Yeah. Scoring first was massive for them it just gave everyone a bit more confidence and was luck in their side regards VAR a bit with the penalty and the retake etc well it was it would never be a penalty in the Premier League it was it's never a penalty it's a ridiculous decision but they also had loads of bad luck in terms of out there missing chances inside of the post across the goal wouldn't be a penalty in the, in the Premier League no not so now so why is it a penalty in the Champions League well because you know if you look at the numbers the amount of penalties being given for over in Spain um, in Italy, compared to here, we we give we're, we're miles down on numbers because of the because of what our web's done and the 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 different stance now on somebody. I mean, last season we were seeing those type of decisions given ridiculous handballs when someone hits the ball at you from a yard or two yards, hundred miles an hour. I mean, what's he supposed to do? It's never a pen. The the, the retakes the right decision by the letter of the law. Um, fair play to Havertz for having the held his the, nerve, the gumption. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was never a pen, but. It, I always think if you look at a 90 minutes performance and you think, did we do enough? Irrelevant to the pen, they did enough to win it. Yeah, they, they made the better chance. Yeah, yeah. Now they got a bit nervy near the end. Bellingham missed one, didn't he? Late in the second half, from six, eight yards out, whatever it was. But overall, they were the be- over over the two legs. They were better te- better team and deserved to go through. Yeah. And there's lots of positives for him to take from that. Performance. I think so too, Danny. I mean, Simon, do you see green shoots of recovery as far as Chelsea and Potter are concerned? Yeah. Well, I see the necessity of having gotten two wins out of the last two games mm. against Leeds and Dortmund. Otherwise, I think he would have found himself in a far more difficult position. Whether Bowley, as I've said, would have stayed with this conscious decision to do things in a very different fashion from the price of buying the club to the commitments to spend to the player contracts to the size of the spend and to the manager that he's brought in, they're all different. 
And conventional wisdom, as we discussed yesterday, tells you that if this guy keeps on doing what he's doing um, in terms of Potter and the outcomes that he was delivering, then irrespective of Bowley wanting to do things under Bowleynomics or a new way of doing things, he would have come a cropper. So he's given himself um, uh, an element of a building block. You know, playing against Dortmund in the Champions League in a two-leg tie when you're only one nil down from the first leg with a passionate crowd, it's very different than going away to Leicester City on the weekend and having to do it in front of a different sort of crowd, and we'll see. I maintain, and I will maintain it until something changes my view on it, that Potter isn't going to get Chelsea to the to the holy grail of being the side that's going to win the Premier League, the side that's going to give Bowley what he's paid two and a half billion pounds for, which is a, a blueprint of being a dominant force in English football. Maybe Bowley's money will give it some sort of bridging gap, but the bottom line for me is nothing I've seen from Potter since he's been at Chelsea has given me uh, an indication that that there wasn't real joined-up thinking from, from him being there in the first place. But Bully and his chums don't only want Chelsea to become a major force in English football, Simon. It's my understanding that their outlook, longer term, is that Chelsea will become the top club, the best club in world football. Well, saying it doesn't make it, you know, saying it and wishing it doesn't make it so, does it? You've got That's a huge ask. You've got football clubs that are legacy football clubs, not manufactured ones like Chelsea. Chelsea and Man City are manufactured football clubs from a different cut of the sort of the sort of genre of the Man United, Real Madrids and Liverpools of the world. Sorry to say it. I'm sure they won't like to hear me say that. Mm. That doesn't mean they aren't a, a significant powerhouse of a football club with probably the most trophies over the last 20 years. The bottom line is, is if you're going to be the biggest football club in the world, you're going to steal the hearts and minds of people all around the globe. And Chelsea aren't going to do that. We well, can never be the biggest. You can only be one of the biggest anyway. Yeah. It's just and, subjective. But... And, and, it's, and it's good that he wants to be that way. And, and if he's going to back it with dough, which is the question that gets asked, often of people that make those sort of claims yeah. then, you, then you're going to suggest that there's an opportunity to it but what, what Potter did yesterday is what Chelsea should let's have it right they should be beating Dortmund this yeah. is what they should be doing anyway yeah 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 but it, but it was still a, it was nice to see the happiness and relief on his he, is, you know. is winning the Champions League though Danny their only viable route back into the yes. competition yes yeah definitely they're never catching that top four position now. So he 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 has to be cute and clever now, doesn't he? With whoever they draw next, prioritising it. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I say prioritise, I mean depending when they what night they play, who they play a few days before, who's got injuries, who's got knocks. He's got to be thinking the midweek Champions League game. Yeah. Is going to be bigger than the Prem. I'm sure he's going to want to go and win Premier League games because it keeps everyone happy and confidence up, momentum. But he's got to prioritise Champions League because okay. you know. With the, Talent they've got, you never know. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 